Well, welcome everybody. It is time once again for another exciting episode of your favorite America's based rugby league podcast. That's right. This is episode 209 of the Rugby League in America podcast. Man, so glad you joined us. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be an interesting one. We'll say that. So here's the deal. Uh, Jim and I have had a difficult time connecting because Jim is moving around the Northeast. Maybe he's moving across country. I don't know where he's going, but he's moving all over the place. So unfortunately, he and I over the past couple of weeks have not been able to connect to talk about rugby league. And that's that's unfortunate. We want to make sure that that changes a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to change it up a little bit this week. And uh, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk about some things. We're going to call it a kind of an old school carb style as he used to do. He does from time to time. We're uh, on Chasing Kangaroos where he kind of just talks to himself. These are actually great conversations to have. I talk to myself all the time, whether that's healthy or not. I don't know. But if you listen to carbs, you'll understand. You'll get that. And then what we're going to do, I'll pass it over to Jim. And hopefully he can find a chance to record and give you guys some updates uh, on what he's wanting to cover. Um, and then and then we'll close out the show. Uh, a little bit different. Almost like you're going to listen to two guys talk to themselves for about a half an hour. I've got some things that I want to talk about. I'll give you guys a wrap up of all the great things that have gone on around rugby league in the Americas. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, we've been kind of slacking, lots of news to cover. And then Jim's going to uh, do what Jim does, and that's give you his opinion on shit, a boatload of stuff. <laughs> As you know, he's no... Uh, he's known not to uh, to shy away from giving his opinion on how things are going with rugby league in the Americas, especially in America and the USA. So um, we'll look forward to hearing from him. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I want to talk about, uh, like I said, a wrap up. Games have been played. We've been we've been going through a lot of stuff here in the U.S. Uh, we've been uh, playing matches from from the East Coast to the West Coast to the South to the North and uh, and everything in between. Not really in between, but pretty much on the East Coast and the West Coast. You know how it goes. If you're a longtime listener, you understand. That's where rugby league is played at currently here in the U.S. And then um, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about something a little bit new. Um, some some whispers and rumors, kind of, sort of, but not really because they're actually out making some noise. Uh, that's right. I want to talk about the championship rugby league. Now I know some of you may be scratching your head, going, Dustin. What the hell is the Championship Rugby League? Well, we're going to get into that. A lot of things that have happened uh, over the past couple of weeks in re- as regards to that. So hopefully we can sit down and talk a little bit about it. But yeah, should be good times. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about some of the matches. And we'll start, um, you know, down with uh, one of my favorite competitions. That's the guys down in Brazil. Obviously, you know, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago. Man, it feels like it's been, man like it's forever that we've had our last conversation with with robert bergen uh what a great time we had talking to him that was just a whole lot of fun but obviously you know we talked about it on the pond it's big big time rugby league happening down there um this saturday actually uh, the game is going to be played i believe uh, as as recording it would have already been played by the time this comes out but um big game the grand final you get you have our uh our team from Sao Paulo, the Sao Paulo Raiders, going up against you know my team that I've claimed is, is my favorite Brazilian team, and that's Uratau. So um, really looking forward to seeing those guys. There was a big upset uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago now. I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, as, as Robert has passed along, when uh, when Moringa actually they beat Uratau and. Uh, that was kind of a surprise for everybody. So congratulations to them. Like it's going to be a good grand final. We're looking forward to it. We're hoping that we can get some, some streaming on there and that'll be, that'll be something to behold uh, to see what's going to happen with the, with the grand final down there in Brazil. They do it a little bit differently. As we mentioned, they don't have kind of a playoff schedule because there's only three teams. So they just do top of the table, um, the leaderboard as of right now, I believe um, according to their leaderboard, everybody's all tied up. Um, so that's going to be pretty exciting. So no matter what happens, whoever wins this week will be the champion in Brazil. Um, looking forward to seeing who's going to come out on top down there. 
now moving up a little bit further north. Let's move into Jamaica. It's been a while since we've covered rugby league in Jamaica. The NCC is going into uh, round, I guess the playoff round now. All nine rounds have been played. And of course, we get the Red Sharks out on top right now with 21 points. They are, I said they're running, they ran away with the regular season, but I mean, Man, they just absolutely were tearing people to pieces down there. Uh, you know, matches that they played ended up, you know, somewhere to scores of, <laughs> I think, 42 to 16. And, you know, they had a couple of matches that they scored in the 50s, 54, I think 54 0 against Spanish Town Vikings back in, uh, back in round seven. So, I mean, obviously they are. They're they're doing well. They're gonna they're the team to beat. They're they they're taking the shield for the the regular season, and they'll go into the playoffs. You know, coming up here with uh, with a lot to play for, and uh, you know, I think everybody else is going to be looking for that upset. Maybe uh, maybe the Bulls can can pull it off, even though when they played in the regular season, the Red Sharks did win forty six to ten over the Bulls. But hey, who knows? Maybe the Bulls can pull it out on top. They. Uh, Red Sharks really trying to make their case for uh, Nate Gladden's. Uh, well, I should say Nate and and also Dylan's uh, team of the year. So we'll see. Um, you know, they got to compete with you know the the likes of Jacksonville and uh, a couple of those other teams that are championship winning teams from around the Americas. Speaking of Jacksonville. <laughs> move up to the USARL and the USARL South. And of course, uh, we talked about it. We, we kind of alluded to it that before the last podcast was that the, the Axemen were getting ready to play the Tampa Mayhem for the USARL championship, um, you know, going into the, the match against, uh, against Tampa, Jacksonville had been undefeated and playing at home. And of course, um, it, it's always tough when you you have to travel and uh, and play in a final. You, you get home field advantage, home crowd advantage against uh, against Tampa. So that those the Axemen really took on it and ended up coming up and ended up coming out on top with a score of thirty six to twelve. That's right. The Jacksonville Axemen are once again your USA Rugby League national champions. Um, you know, obviously they've, this is their 17th season. They've done well. They, they've won it back in 2010, 2012, 2018, and then now 2022. Um, so doing a lot of good things down there, obviously. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's will be their fourth championship. Yeah. And, uh, they've been really great on social media talking about, um, promoting the game and what they've been doing. So hopefully they can, um, they can continue to bring in new players. Um, there's even been some rumors in that, um, that Jacksonville might have enough players to go into two different teams and we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, I've heard some people talking about it, um, with the, you know, with South Florida really hurting, you know, this year for, for numbers and wanting to grow the game, obviously it might make some sense to expand out and add a new Jacksonville team or a new North Florida team. If we want to call it North Florida kind of hard to call North Florida, but you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it's a big discussion to have with, uh, with those in the USARL big discussion to have with, you know, between Jim and I, as we kind of discuss some of these, uh, events that are going on around, around the U S and then, you know, kind of to wrap things up as far as big scores and stuff that we've had, you know, the, the last podcast and the, the podcast we missed the week that we missed, we really wanted to, we we're going to do a live podcast. We we're actually going to do a live Twitter spaces. We we're going to sit down with the guys from Boston 13s as they got ready to host New York um, up in Boston, actually played at, at Harvard university, which is fantastic. They got a nice field, got all the stuff ready. Um, fortunately, um, one of the guys, his, his wife and, and kid got COVID. And so he had to take care of it. So, uh, Kevin really appreciate you reaching out and hopefully we can, uh, set up some time to talk to you guys in the near future. Um, you know, it's just, just unfortunate timing. It was going to be fun. We were ready for a live Twitter spaces, you know, kind of Q and a, but also, uh, talking with the fans, which is something we're really looking forward to doing here, um, here shortly as well. 
So even though we didn't get a chance to sit down with the guys from Boston, we did get a final score of that match. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for Boston, it was a very, very close match. Uh, final score was New York 32, Boston 30. So just just missed it by two points on a home win for Boston. Um, didn't there was no stream not much uh not much going on um as far as exposing that to everybody else and that's the disappointing part right you know we keep talking about it on a regular basis it's just hard we really want to see it happen we really want to see it grow we really want to see people promote the game the way that they should film it the way that they should so that we can grow it here in the u.s and it's not happening but it is what it is. Uh, we've said it a number of times, so hopefully people will start to get the uh, the hint next year. Uh, but again, final score, New York 32, Boston 30, had tries by uh, Jay Stellani. He had two. Nick Lucido had, had one. Sama uh, Fuimono, uh, he had another one. And Peter Lupton had another try. And then Dylan Wall had eight goals. Um, didn't get anything from New York on who their scores were, but uh, we'll... we'll We'll see if we can get some updates on that too. And and hopefully we can get, you know, at, at least another game or two in before the end of um, what we'll call it playing season, at least before the weather starts turning bad up there in the Northeast. We just haven't heard of anything. And that's, that's unfortunate. So there you go. That is a quick roundup, about 10 minutes or so of trying to cover all the games that have been played in the, Americas. Lots of things are, uh, you know, teams are playing. Now we're getting kind of this into the season. People are slowing down a little bit. Um, and obviously all the finals are happening. We, you know, we talked about it, you know, Point Grey Thunder up in Canada. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They took the championship. Uh, Dylan covered it in his final as well. I was talking about the, uh, the final between them and the Warriors for this, uh, the, uh, RLBC championship so congratulations to point gray thunder again since we've already talked about it but um that's kind of the wrap-up of all the matches that have been played here over the past couple weeks it's all the matches that are kind of scheduled as of right now there was one thing that didn't happen and that was the the flyover nines uh, august 20th through 21st it was supposed to be flyover nines up there in chicago for the raptors rugby league um you know they posted and said spots are going fast um on june 29th and teams are going to get there and register and then literally about five days before you know the uh, the event was supposed to take place on august 15th they posted that they did not get enough registrations and did not uh, get enough interest in the flyover nines to to warrant having having it so a uh, little bit disappointing um they had kind of promised some stuff and obviously we had heard some whispers and rumors that the you know, Raptors Rugby League was going to be joining the USARL, which might have happened. Um, we don't have any confirmation on that right now. It's become an affiliate member. Um, people had talked about them joining the board. Um, didn't, I don't think that went over really well with the IRL, but um, these are some whispers and rumors that we hear. So unfortunately, the Raptors Flyover Nines did not take place. Um, and that was, those are pretty much all the scheduled games that we have had in the Americas over the past couple of weeks. So now that we've talked about all the games that have gone on from down in Brazil, all the way up to Jamaica into the United States, up into Jim's favorite place, Canada, as he likes to say, I mean, we talked about flyover nines. I want to talk about, you know, some good stuff for those of you that have been paying close attention to the social medias, the lads, and lasses over in Southern California, the LA Mongrel and the, the San Diego Barracudas have taken their, uh, we'll call it their heated rivalry and then joined forces um, <laughs> to put together some pretty great events out there. Recently, they've been um, tweeting and posting and reposting each other's content about all the great things going on in the area they did a co-ed nines uh touch version of it and i tell you what um 
I know that there's some uh, animosity, we'll call it, between uh, those in, in the California Rugby League and what happened with the mongrel and the barracudas being ostracized question mark um that's how we'll kind of phrase it but uh i think it's important for you know for us to kind of look at the fact that they are still going strong down there in southern california in la and in san diego you know they are they're doing nines events they've got a lot of stuff uh the the mongrel we're we're really we're waiting this rebranding that's happening you can see the colors have changed the 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 dog is gone from their logo, but I hope it comes back because that's kind of cool. Um, but they, there's a lot of new stuff that's happening down there. Uh, looking forward to that rebranding. They are a founding member of the Pacific Coast Rugby League. So I, I think we're, we're going to see what, what happens there. It's going to be an interesting uh, kind of format. I, I hope they get more teams. I hope... We can kind of maybe uh, one day down the road, uh, everybody have a kumbaya moment and you know, bring all of California back together to play uh, uh, amicably, if, if we'll say that. Um, but I think, you know, as of right now, they're doing some great stuff. They're trying to put on a couple events. The Barracudas have the Coed Nines Rugby League Festival coming up on Sunday, September 25th from three to five. Um both men's and women's, um, from what I understand. And, you know, and maybe, maybe there'll be some code in there as well. Uh, they got a ton of people out at their, um, at the, at the event with LA and in San Diego here, well, just this past, uh, past week or so past two weeks, I think it's like two weeks ago. Um, you know, something like, you know, the 30, 40 players, people came out and played like that's, that's great. I mean, Yeah. There were some union guys that came out and played. There's some, uh, there's, you know, uh, just, you know, again, men and women, that's kind of going to go to the sport. Nines is great. We I really think the nines is going to be a good thing for everybody. Uh, is it, is it the best way to get people into, to full league? Eh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Uh, key sauce, as we say in Espanol. Uh, but you know, I think that they're going to do well down there. Um, Addie's doing some great job uh, with with LA and the guys and gals down at San Diego Barracudas are are, are doing some good stuff too. And, and again, we're we're looking at this from a social media standpoint. We see a lot of great things happening. Um, you know, I, I think that it's only only positivity uh, down there in Southern California. Um, uh, you know we can talk about it and we may, we may try to, we may try to get those f- folks on, you know, maybe the next edition of the podcast, uh, uh in a couple of weeks to talk about their event coming up in the 25th. Um, I think that'll be good. So, um, great stuff down there. Uh, really appreciate what they're doing. They're always friendly. They have a good bit of banter back and forth on social media too, you know, puppies and fishes. So, uh, it's always kind of fun to, to talk about that and, and see what they're doing. So positive rugby news. Good stuff there. Really enjoy seeing what they're doing. We'll now come to probably the most interesting thing that I think has happened in the past couple of weeks as far as rugby league news um, in the United States, in the Americas. And that is, you know, I, I just mentioned it and talked a little bit about L.A. Mongrel and Cindy Barracudas in the California Rugby League and um, their removal last year um, from the league, um, falling out, if you will, between uh, Tom Stevenson and the the leadership of both the, the Southern California teams. Um, we may again, I'm going to try to get into it with with the guys and hopefully get some responses. Um, but. Little birdies, as Jim likes to call them sometimes, and these whispers and rumors happen and people send us things and uh, quote unquote leaked emails and uh, leaked messages, which we do appreciate. Um, It's always fun to get like leaked stuff that nobody else sees or get it like a month or two before it actually comes out. Um, But about about two weeks ago, people started sending us, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What is this website? What are these teams? And that is championship rugby league now for those of you that are listening and don't know what championship rugby league is 
uh, what I can tell you from our best deduction here at the uh, the Rugby League in America podcast is, you know, our, our guys were crunching numbers and working late into the night and beautiful mind mind maps all over the place. What we've come to determine is that the Championship Rugby League is basically a rebranded California Rugby League with the addition of some new teams. And here's what we got. We know we've got the East Palo Alto Razorbacks, the San Francisco Savage, the North Bay Dead Pelicans. Again, love those names. The Sacramento Immortals. Now, those four teams, you all may recognize if you followed the California Rugby League last year um, and some of the great things that they they did and, and, and putting on the event for the kind of the first time full, full season. Um, but there's four. There are 10 total teams that are listed on the Championship Rugby League website. Those are Provo Steelers. For those of you that don't know, Provo, Provo is in Utah. We have the Utah Saints. The Sin City Islanders, I can only assume that that's Nevada, Sin City being Las Vegas, everybody's favorite place to go in Sin. (sighs) Then you have the Utah Seagulls, so that's three teams in Utah. And then you have the North Bay Warriors. I'd assume that North Bay Warriors is probably going to be the Bay Area, Sacramento area, which, you know, big population, uh, big Polynesian population out there, so I can see that. So we have Utah Seagulls, Utah Saints, Provo Steelers. Three teams that haven't existed yet. The last team to exist in Utah was back in the AMNRL days, and that was the Utah Avalanche. I'm really disappointed they didn't use that uh, moniker, (laughs) but it is what it is. But one that kind of piqued my interest was also the Los Angeles Alphas. Now, if you remember back, oh, I don't know, four minutes, five minutes, we talked about the LA mongrel. And now there is a team called the Los Angeles Alphas, which has not existed. And so questions have been arising. People are saying, what happened to the mongrel? What happened to, who are these people? Who who are the Los Angeles Alphas? Who are these Utah Seagulls, the Sin City Island? So a lot of these teams haven't been, I guess, officially named. And so this is a, you know, you can go on the website as of June 1st, 2022. They call it the CRL Power Rankings. They call it the USA Top 10 Teams. Now, we all know that there's more than those 10 teams in USA Rugby League. There are some, we'll call it, there are some articles on the Championship Rugby League team that um, definitely uh, is is quite counter to the USA Rugby League, quite counter to an arrow. A lot of things, they're very adamant that they are kind of the way forward with Rugby League. What we have found out is that the USA, sorry, excuse me, not USA Rugby League, that would be, make people mad now. The Championship Rugby League will start off as a nines, a US National Nines tournament over, um, you know, really the next couple months. All right. So some dates have been thrown out. The the dates are actually the first two events are what they're calling seeding events. And it's going to be the Winnemucca, Nevada is going to be the location for both the first and second event. Uh, Saturday, October 1st and Sunday, October 2nd will be the first event. So it'll be your first seeding event. The second seeding event for the USA National Nines, which is a part of the championship rugby league. You know, stick with me. It's, it's, it gets a little bit more intense. You've got um, Saturday, October 22nd and Sunday, October 23rd. Again, these dates were leaked to us. And then finally, the uh, final day, the National Nines Rugby League Championship um, will be in Elko, Nevada, um, which I don't know where that's at. It's not in the most populous region. It's kind of somewhere in between uh, California and Utah, which I think that's probably why Utah teams and California teams are together. And that looks like it's going to be Saturday, November 12th and November 13th. Um, There is just some other interesting information that will probably come up with in a later podcast. What we have seen uh, kind of with this U.S. National Nines and the CRL, um, CRL Championship Rugby League, probably rebranded from the California Rugby League as they continue to grow. Um, It appears as though, you know, some men's teams that are going to be playing out with the nines. 
will actually include um, uh, Carolina. And so we've talked with Garen Casey. Apparently, he's going to take the Storm and the winners of uh, the Naples 9 tournament. And he's going to take them out there to play the women's um, and women's roots. You know, roots rugby, as we know, the dominant uh, nines uh, rugby league uh, team who just uh, won London Nines in back-to-back seasons um, or back-to-back iterations. And then on the men's side, um, there's going to be a Carolina men's team for what we hear. The, again, rumors and whispers, rumors and whispers. Um, then we've got, obviously, Roots men. I mean, they played well in the London Nines, came second place, did really well out there. Uh, so they're going to go out and play. New York, this is the New York Freedom, from what we understand. Uh, that they, They're kind of trying to go out there. And then Cleveland Rugby League is going to go out and play some nines. Now, you know, again, Cleveland Rugby League was in the NARL. They backed out. They, you know, they haven't really played a game in quite some time. But we'll see if they can pull together, you know, 13 to 14 guys to go play out in, uh, in, in Winnemucca. Winnemucca? But we're going to go with Winnemucca. Um Nevada, and if they make it, go and play the national tournament uh, for the nines. So I'm thinking, and this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're going to have probably some t- those, these 10 teams from the championship rugby league. They're all going to get together. They're going to have players, and then they're going to send some people out to play nines, and they're going to play for the nines championship. Going to include some folks from the East Coast. Who knows? They may get some people from... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. They may get other teams. I don't, I'd be interested to see what happens for this national nines. I mean, it's nice to have it. Um, so hopefully it continues to grow. Um, I think the one thing that we're, that we're interested out in is there's been uh, rumors and whispers of a payout for the champion uh, somewhere in the, uh, the ballpark of, uh, I believe I saw around 10 grand for a champion. Now that would be a hefty prize. Uh, be probably one of the first prizes in rugby league in the states, um, but it, it will be it will be fascinating to see what happens with that because, um, yeah, I mean if you, if you're talking, you're going to get payout for a national championship. Of course, you're going to get people to come out and play. And that's what we've been talking about for a while. Is how do you get people to come out and play? How do you manage it? How do you how do you entice? people from sevens how do you entice people from union how do you entice football players to come out play well you got to have some pay it's got to be something on there so we'll see what happens it's really fascinating it's really fascinating um you know like i said the the crl um championship rugby league newly presented looks as though the you know they're going to they're going to promote these 10 teams and bring some folks in from the east coast to start a national nines tournament and then we'll see what happens with the regular season uh with the championship rugby league um again we don't really know um you know their website beautiful website i'll say that as as a marketing guy i really appreciate the um you know really appreciate the quality of the site that they're looking at um and you know and i think they're trying to you know there's a lot of it's a lot of content on there so we're hoping that they can update their content, keep us up to date on what's going on. We want to try to get Tom on the podcast. I know Tom listens to the podcast. So Tom, we'd love to talk to you about what's going on. Um, let's talk with Sam Tiger. Who, we'll see if we can get in touch with him too. But um, it looks like they're going to, they're really trying to do some good stuff out with, and you know, uh, out in Nevada here in, in the coming weeks and months and into the year. And again, there are some whispers and rumors about a a west coast all-star team so we now have the makings of potential east coast west coast origin matches insert dum 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 sound bite right here um yeah we'll see it'll be fun it's it's exciting times um you you can go on the website championshiprugbyleague.com go check it out yeah, tell us what you think about it. You know, there there are some articles on there. There's what people have written some stuff, and there is some questionable things. Like there, people have been called out on there. Um, so we'll see, man. I don't. I'm I'm kind of excited. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned and and see what we continue to get from from the California, Utah, uh, Nevada region. Um, it'll be you know it's really interesting because I think that. You know, the, the fact that no Utah teams have been around at all, you know, there's a, we've talked about it before. There's a big, you know, uh, Pacific Island pop- population 
in Utah, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what they actually can do, if they can get everything together, if they can get it organized, and if they can get sponsorship and pay, but also if they can get broadcast and streaming. I mean, even on YouTube, uh, I don't know, you know, just do YouTube live with some good quality stuff. That'll be important for everybody. Um, you can follow championship rugby, uh, league on, uh, on Twitter. It's championship R at championship RL. Um, so we'll see that, you know, they're talking about their national nines tournaments The you know, the CRL, the California rugby league is reposting stuff. So, um, yeah, well, uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. Stay tuned for future updates. Well, with that, that's my my wrap up of things, what I've got going on. I think now I need to go see if Jim has finally uh, found a quiet location to speak lustfully into a microphone as, as Jim does. So we can we can move on and get some more updates from Jim. We love to get his interpretation of everything in rugby league and in American sports. So can't wait to hear. Stick around. Jim's coming right up. Hey everybody, how's it going? Sorry this is late, uh, it's my fault, don't blame Dustin. Dustin is the uh, slow and steady hand of Rugby League in America podcast. I am the uh, wild card pain in his ass, so don't uh, don't be blaming him, it's, it's my fault. But uh, we're here to talk about a little bit of uh, our favorite sport, Rugby League. Why else would you be here? So, little birds, small birds came to land on our shoulder in the recent past to tell us about larger birds. Larger birds known as the USA Hawks. Ooh, remember them? Vaguely, vaguely. It's been a really long time since the USA men took the field. Uh, it's been over a thousand days as far as the date of this recording. It has been 1,017 days. And that's not great. Uh, they have not been seen in public since a very disappointing loss to the Cook Islands back in November of 2019 uh, in front of, unfortunately, uh, not too many people at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, not not great. But we hear tell here at Podcast RLA, the Rugby League in America podcast, from the small birds that the USA men are going to get back out and do, you know, what it says on the tin, as my British friends like to say, they're going to play some rugby league. Now, this is very good news. This is excellent news. Excellent news. Because one of the major ways that you are going to sell rugby league here in this country is by using the national team. Uh, US men and US women's soccer have way more fans. Orders of magnitude more fans than MLS teams or NWSL teams. Uh, it is a pro, you know, we're big into America. You know, USA, USA, you've heard the chance millions of times. During the Olympics, sports that you don't care about at all. Team handball, what even is it? But if they're wearing jerseys that say USA, we are all about it, right? And as uh, rugby league scribe Steve Mascord likes to say, you got to use the IP and the IP of the USA is very easy for people to grasp. It is much easier. It's going to be much easier to sell a game involving a United States national team versus a foreign country than it is to sell a team, than it is going to be to sell a club that no one's ever heard of versus another club that again, nobody's ever heard of. Now it's not the only way. There are other ways that are going to have to happen, but one of the major ways is going to be the utilization of the national team as the face of rugby league in this country. That's how soccer did it. Look at soccer now. 
wasn't, they weren't anywhere. I, um, I was born in the seventies and I, in the eighties and the early nineties, nobody cared like nobody. And then we got, you know, we got the world cup and U S team started getting real good. And that was not the only thing that got it going because obviously then MLS got it going, but the U S men's national team and U S men's women's U S women's team rather, uh, have become major drivers of interest in that sport. And the same thing can happen. The, the pathway is there. The, the, the example has been laid out. So what we're hearing, the small birds come to tell us that we are going to see the USA Hawks versus our old friends, our buddies from Canada, the Wolverines, which is awesome. Again, that is something that is easy to sell. That is That should be because the U.S. versus Canada is a rivalry in many different sports. It's a hockey rivalry, men's and women's hockey, big rivalry. Whoa, boy. It's a rivalry in soccer, men's and women's. Whoa, boy. That is something that you can sell. That is something that your average American sports fan who hasn't got a blessed clue about any kind of rugby can look at it and see a U.S. flag versus a Canadian flag and go, aha, that's all that. There you go. You've he's he's got or she, he or she, they have got it. They understand what's going on and they will be interested. That is an interesting thing. So it's a new facet for an old rivalry. And plus, you know, you've got the Colonial Cup rivalry already. So that is great news to hear that they are going to uh, to get back on the field. Uh, we are hearing that this is going to be in November of this year uh, in Florida, Tampa. Uh, now, it's the important thing is number one through nine in the, you know, list of importance. The priorities here, one through ten, one through nine is they're getting back on the field. That's. That's great. That I cannot overstate to you how important it is that the U.S. national team, the men, are alive again. That is a huge plus. Awesome. Uh, eventually, though, you got to play outside of Florida. Uh, the last bunch of games uh, in American history with the Hawks uh, have been in Florida. Uh, it, it's sort of the de facto team, the de facto, um, to become the home of the team. And, and that's not really how we do things, uh, in American sports. There is no Wembley stadium. Uh, you know, that's just not how sports work in the U S you, you gotta move them around. They have to play other places. Now they've played colonial cup games in the past in Philadelphia. Cool. Good. But the last few games have have been it seems like, you know, Florida has become the, the center and, and nothing against Florida. Just they got to move it around in the future. But like I said, that's way down the list of what is important here. The major important thing is that they're going to get back out there. And that is huge. Really cannot overstate that. Great to see them. Now, hopefully there's going to be some promotion. So you can get some fans out there because uh, that's the other thing. Got to let got to got to let people know it's happening. And that's that's it's going to be a little interesting because November is the deep. You're deep into um, NFL season. You're deep in a college football season. Um, but at the same time, that's it's plenty to go around. Like I keep telling everybody there's there's. We love sports, more sports. Give us more sports. We're you I was saying the other day, pickleball. I'm not going to go into what pickleball is. It's kind of ridiculous, but they have a TV deal now. Live pickleball on CBS. That's free over the air television here in the U.S. There's lots of interest in sports, so you should be able to sell a sport that is extremely similar to our most popular sport, American football or as you guys like to call it, gridiron, uh, you should be able to do that. Even if you're deep into you know NFL season and college football season. So that's awesome. Get them back out on the field. Hooray. Promote it. Stream it. Uh, 
you know, you, you got to start to reestablish the, the identity there, uh, you know, reestablish the whole thing, reestablish their presence. You know, it, it, it's got to get the whole cycle has to start, you know, recruiting players and having a program and having a someplace because that's your draw card. We, we don't have a professional league right now. So your draw card to get people to play the sport is you can represent the country. That is your A right now. That is your A number one. That's what you got. That's what you have to sell. You can say, hey, you can represent the United States in international competition. Not everybody can say that. Certainly not. You know, there's no, I mean, there is, there is, believe it or not, folks, there is actually international American football. Uh, I think we send like high school teams. Uh, it does really exist. There is, it's called the IFIAF, if I'm not mistaken. It, it does exist. Uh, it's not a huge deal. Uh, it's actually not here in America. And I, I only know it because I'm a big sports nerd. Hence my presence upon this program speaking to you right now. But uh, you, you've got a way, you know, not every sport we have that is big is has an international component. And if you are a rugby union player, uh, you know, we're not obviously we're not huge uh, in, in that sport, but we're, we're getting bigger and your odds of representing the U.S. in that sport are getting thinner. So here's a sport where conceivably, because there is a smaller pool, you have a better shot. And that's that's really big. Now, eventually, hopefully, I mean, way down the line, because it, it you know took rugby union quite some time. If if rugby league can somehow get a foothold in the Olympics, that would be epic. That would be a huge and almost instantaneous electrical charge, a jolt into getting people to play this sport because we love the Olympics. The Olympics are always a huge deal all my life. Um, have always been a huge deal here in the U.S. And getting people, having the ability to say this is an Olympic sport, wow, that's, that's big. Now, I know that's probably quite a few years down the track, but it would be great if we could get around to that, that, that could occur. But nevertheless, having the ability to go to people and say, Hey guys, Hey ladies, do you want to represent the U S in an international sport where there is a established international scene? That's pretty good. That's going to be a really great calling card. Now you and I know that the international scene needs a lot of work, but it does exist. There is a framework. There is the original rugby league world cup, the original rugby world cup. That's, that's, that's in rugby league. You can say that you can say we had the first rugby world cup. Awesome. These are all things that you can use to recruit the millions and millions of athletes in this country who play high school sports and who play college sports. It's not just division one. It's not just the stuff that you see on TV overseas. There are three divisions of college sports. There are thousands of teams. <laughs> it is mind boggling how many teams there are across all three divisions. So that is a massive player pool. Um, you've got you've got millions of high school athletes who will never play college sports because even though there are all those teams, we have more people. There's still too many people. So you, if you can tap in to this pipeline, this this massive group of people who are playing sports, many of them playing contact sports, and say, hey, you can do this too, and. You can pull on a USA jersey at an international event. Hey, that's that's going to get a good amount of attention. So bravo, USA Hawks, getting back out there. Very interested to see who is going to make up the team. Because to go back to uh, slightly less savory 
things. We don't really know what's going on. <laughs> we have, uh, we're not really sure about the uh, continued existence, and I certainly hope that they continue to exist. Of course, we do. Uh, South Florida uh, had to forfeit a bunch of games, so it's technically and functionally, the USA Rugby League seems to be down to three teams uh, in Florida. I would expect if things do not radically change between now and November. And of course, as you're a good and long time listener of Rugby League in America podcast, you know that things here are more fluid than the Atlantic Ocean. You know that things can change here in an instant. So who knows? But if things don't radically change, I would expect this team to be pretty heavily, you know, Jacksonville Axemen, Copperheads. Tampa Bay mayhem. That's the, largely, almost entirely, because they are the only organization currently who are sanctioned by IRL. So, probably expecting a big chunk of players from the champs and a smattering of players from everyone else. This is just my guessing. We don't know. The, the small birds did not tell us that much. Uh, I am very interested to see who represents Canada because they have problems of their own. Uh, Ontario Rugby League has not taken the field in 2021 or 2022. Uh, Toronto City Saints and Bradford Broncos. Um, it's it's entirely all been out uh, at, at our good friends, Rugby League British Columbia, who have been running a terrific competition uh, quietly, as in the most Canadian way quietly and professionally going about their business, just doing their thing and doing it right. Bravo. Big cheers. Hooray. RLBC. We see you. That's awesome. So I would expect that they're going to have a largely Western makeup to their team. However, they do have an East versus West game coming up, which I am assuming. And again, this is just my assumption. Uh, don't blame anybody else for this. Uh, that that's going to be a selection trial for who's going to play in this. I'm hoping that they call it the Colonial Cup. That would be great to, uh, you know, it has to have a brand. If you have a brand, we love that sort of thing. If you have a brand you can sell, if you give it a name and you keep doing it, that's that's right in the vein of, of sports in Canada and the US. Um, I'm really hoping that they're they call it the Colonial Cup, but I'm very interested to see how that all shakes out and who plays for Canada and who plays for the U.S., uh, especially with what's going on in California. Are they eligible? Who is eligible? I guess we'll find out. And on that note, that brings me to point number three or number three, number two. Can't even count anymore, folks. Um, the restructure. Mm, the long gestating. This is kind of like waiting for Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy album. The long gestating, long-awaited International Rugby League review and restructure of the United States Rugby League organization set up the whole thing here. Now, I came into this sport uh, a little bit before the 2013 I mean, let's call it what it is, a debacle <laughs> where AMNRL, who had been running for quite some time, uh, lost lost the mantle, lost the title, were stripped of their, of their power. And that kind of shook things up in not a great way. Uh, not that AMNRL didn't have all kinds of problems, because they did. Uh, people in the recent past have tended to mythologize um, AMNRL. And, and while on the international scene, uh, they were called the Tomahawks then. Uh, I don't personally, again, this is just a personal opinion. Uh, that name wouldn't fly right now. I don't think it would. I don't think it would be good to bring that name back. Um, while on the international scene, things, things were better. Uh, you know, it was still pretty much restricted to the East Coast of the United States. Uh, and they were playing in high schools. So it's, it's, it's not that they were significantly, significantly, significantly better, but that led to problems. And that, I came into it a little bit before that. 
So it's it's lightning is striking again. We're 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 it's needed. It's definitely needed. I mean, it's definitely things things have to change. Uh, we don't know. Again, we hear rumors. We we hear you know we hear what you guys hear. Um, there's all there's all sorts of rumors about out there about what this is going to entail and how this is going to change the sport in America, which I would hope is for the better. Uh, I'm I'm just going to give you what I would like to see. Um, number one, best practices. As I've said on this show many times, uh, I come largely from the world of soccer. And we have, there's a, there's a platform, 11 sports, and I can watch every day of the week uh, a live broadcast of amateur soccer teams who have no more money than any U.S. rugby league team. They, they're, they're, they've got, you know, they're running this out of the change in their couch just like USARL teams are. But they've, every game is streamed, there are score graphics on the screen, and there are announcers. So there has to be some way to get that done every it has to be written into the you know operational agreement every single game has to be streamed at the the bare minimum you have to get it streamed you have to have score graphics and you got to have an announcer even if it's just one person i'm not asking for monday night football i'm not asking for a whole i hey listen i'll do it I mean, Dustin and I would very happily be the Monday Night Football crew for you guys. But that is a bare minimum of what American sports fans expect. If you even have any hope of getting your average American sports fan to care about this, you have to have the presentation is key. Key. It's got to look good. It cannot just be a shaky iPhone. Now, no disrespect to anybody who has been out there busting their butts. I know this all volunteer. Everything here is volunteer. Everyone is, you know, out of the kindness of their hearts, out of the love of the game, the love of the game they're doing this. But we have the standards have to get better. Uh, Number two thing I would really like to see is some heavenly Lord, let us get on the same page here. If it's going to be different leagues, which, which is, again, a hallmark of American sports. The NFL is the result of two rival leagues merging. The NHL is a result of the NHL absorbing teams of, of a rival WHA in the 1970s. The Major League Baseball is the result of a merger between two rival leagues. You see where I'm going with this. The National Basketball League absorbed teams from the rival American Basketball League in the 70s. Different leagues is the history of U.S. sports. That's fine. I don't care if there's different leagues. That is how we that's how we roll here. But everybody's got to be on the same page about where those leagues stand in regards to each other, who is sanctioned, and that's that's big. Number three, every single person who has a United States passport has to be out and plays the sport of rugby league has got to be eligible for the U.S. national team. Point blank. If you are an American, I don't care if you've been an American all your life or you've been an American for five minutes. If you play rugby league, you have to be eligible to play for the national team. So those are the three things that I would really, I think those are absolutely essential um, to come out of this restructure or or else what are we doing here? Those are just basic good ideas best practices for American sports. Now we're going to get into something is a little bit more pie in the sky. So we talked to Robert Bergen, big shout out to Rob uh, doing the, he is the Johnny Appleseed of rugby league. If there's a, if you guys, if there's medals in this sport for spreading it, for evangelizing and Robert is not at the head of that line, we're going to fight uh, he is he is a he is a hero, as far as the sport is concerned. Uh, in any measure you can think of, this guy is putting in the hard yards. Uh, he is he is literally out in the trenches, spreading the word down in Brazil. And this got me thinking. Now we were talking about how you know the U.S. men and the U.S. women's soccer teams that that's how you know national teams drive interest. And to kind of circle back to that, uh, I would really hope. Than in the future, um, in the now this has to. Now this isn't like you know rugby league becoming an Olympic sport. I know that's farther down the track. This has to be 
closer down the track. If you really, I think this would really kick things up into a different gear. If we could get a series once, once, maybe once every two years, I know same, same thing that always happens. Who's going to pay for it? But if we could get a series every two years, three years at the outside, but really every two years, us, Canada, Jamaica, and South and Central American teams. Getting them together, rotate the venues, doesn't have to be in America, doesn't have all the time, it doesn't have to be in Canada, it doesn't have to be in Jamaica. Rotate the venues. I think that kind of international competition, because here our soccer competition has has gotten larger and larger. Uh Copa Libertadores, the South American soccer competition, uh, dominates on Spanish language television here, which is millions of people, tens of millions of people watch that who live in the United States. That would be something you could relate. You could say, well, this, call it the Continental Cup. There you go. It's your free, it's your free name. Continental Cup. Sell it like that. You say, well, it's kind of like the Gold Cup meets you know, rugby league. That would be something I think that would really get, you could sell that to the U S media. You could sell that to media outlets because like I said, pickleball, pickleball, you can't watch rugby league hardly anywhere on American television. If you don't get Fox soccer plus, which very few people do now, or you're not up at three or four in the morning when uh, just randomly, occasionally, Fox Sports 2 shows an NRL game. You can hardly find NRL. That's it. You can hardly find rugby league on American television. It's very difficult to find. Pickleball is on US TV. Come on. That's something you could sell. So that's my spiel. Thank you very much for staying tuned to podcast RLA, Rugby League in America, with me and the inestimable, your, your, the, uh, the Pied Piper of American Rugby League, our buddy, Dustin. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll get back to regularly recording very soon. Or Zio Carboni is going to come down on us with a ton of bricks. Sorry that it's taken us so long to get a podcast out. You know, it's just uh, sometimes life gets in the way and you can't can't work around it. We we appreciate that uh, that Zio Carboni has has granted us a reprieve. There'll be no horse heads in our beds. There'll be uh, no random stoppage at toll booths um, and, and blockades. If you get those references, I appreciate that because it's one of the best movies of all time. But here we are. A lot of stuff covered. A lot of opinions from Jim and I. Uh, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programs, as Jim said, uh, hopefully very soon. Um, maybe maybe next episode we get back into that. If you are a longtime listener and are interested in jumping on the podcast and just uh, shooting the shit with us, we would appreciate that. Uh, we're also looking to schedule a kind of a new format and we're going to actually do a twitter live spaces or spaces live however you want to say it and that's going to be um you know for us that's going to be one of those things where we're going to jump on we're going to record we're going to let you come on and talk about what you want to talk about we will do our best to facilitate in a kind way so don't be a dick if you come on um you'll get updates about that but we'd love to do it maybe it's a, a morning drive time or a uh, an, an an afternoon with 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 jim and dustin um but we'll figure it out it's been uh, been a pleasure as always 
Again, if you want to follow us on the social medias, uh, bereft at the dial is Jim. So we all know that uh, you can follow him. I am man with a mic, all underscores uh, with everything on there. Uh, on the on the Twitter, we are podcast RLA. And then on Instagram, we are RLA podcast. Um, hopefully we got some good things coming up soon. Uh, we'll, we'll get a recap, see what's going on up in uh, up in Canada at the uh the East versus West game that they're having coming up here soon. So we'll get some more details on that and get that out to the public. And then, you know, this, uh, the, as I mentioned, the national nines in Winnemucca, Nevada. So we'll see what happens there too. Oh, oh, you know, only good things. Like if you're going to start playing, start playing. We're going to get some, I think we just get it. Need to get more games out there. More people streaming, still waiting on the NIRL we keep hearing whispers but it's more pushback 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 um but yeah we don't know what's going to happen in the northeast we may they may be done for the season but maybe some of those guys will go out and play out in uh out in nevada at that at that national nines tournament until the next time appreciate you all joining us appreciate you uh taking some time out and bearing with us on a very unique podcast episode until the next time for jim powers I'm Dustin Zare, and this has been Rugby League in America.